Hello again, I'm Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Now, having practiced medicine for the past 15 years, I've taken care of a whole lot of people. And let me tell you, some of them have been really hot. And before my wife starts to worry, I'm actually not talking about the metaphorical hotness. These people were literally hot. And that's what this podcast is about. But before I go on to that, let's have a word from our sponsor, Go to My PC. Are you intimidated by technology? Was subscribing to this podcast a major trauma and a major win over that fear? Before I move on, let me mention my sponsor, GoToMeeting. Now, like most of us in America, you're probably traveling for the holiday season. The problem is the end of the year is a very busy time. You need a tool to help you conduct business even when you're not face-to-face with clients or colleagues, but instead face-to-face with relatives. I highly recommend online meetings with GoToMeeting. Collaborate on documents in real time. Give engaging sales presentations by showing your desktop. After a quick two-minute download of GoToMeeting, start scheduling meetings in advance or on the fly. Meeting attendees just click a link and instantly see your computer desktop on their computer screen. So conference calls are more productive and more efficient. I use GoToMeeting quite a bit, and I can tell you it is very easy to use. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. That's more than a month of unlimited online meetings for free. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button and use promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST for this free 45-day trial. So if you haven't guessed it, today's podcast covers the topic of fever and when to worry about it. So fever, of course, is a condition when the body temperature is higher than normal. I bet you knew that, but it's not that simple. When discussing a fever, the first question we have to answer is this. What is a normal body temperature? Now again, first blush, this may seem straightforward. It's 98.6, duh. Well, unfortunately, there are a number of things that make this more complicated, too. First, there's a whole lot of ways to take temperatures. A person's true body temperature is defined as their core temperature the temperature deep inside the body. The body temperature on the arms and legs and skin can be substantially different from the core temperature, so to accurately know a body temperature, really you got to get a core temperature. The problem is that it's impractical, dangerous, and truthfully, it's pretty impolite to stick a probe into somebody's liver to check their core temperature. So other more reasonable means have been invented, each with its own strengths and drawbacks. These include The oral temperature, which most of the time gives a fairly accurate estimate of the core temperature, but it can vary depending on a person's cooperation, whether they breathe through their mouth, and other factors. The second type of temperature is the axillary temperature, which is the temperature under the arm. This is the easiest to take, but it's also the least accurate. It also makes the thermometer stink. Speaking of bad smells, the third type of temperature is a rectal temperature which actually is the most reliable, but it's the least popular among patients. Other devices such as ear thermometers and heat-sensitive strips that can be placed on the forehead are inaccurate, but really pretty easy to use. An oral temperature generally runs 1 degree and the axillary 2 degrees below the rectal temperature, which really estimates the core temperature the best. Another complicating fact is that a person's body temperature varies with a fluctuation on any given day as much as half a degree. Menstruating women's temperatures vary significantly depending on where they are in their cycle. 
The bottom line is that the measurement of a person's temperature can be quite inaccurate and so should be interpreted in such a way. So, what is a fever? The standard definition is that a fever is a rectal temperature above 100.4. Fever is caused by the body itself, usually in response to an infection, when the thermostat of the brain purposefully raises the body temperature. There are other causes of fever, including systemic diseases, cancers, and staying out in the heat too long, but I'll just focus on the infectious causes of fever in this podcast. So, is fever bad? No, actually not. Fever is actually response of the body to fight off infection. Let me say that again. Fever is not a bad thing. Here are the ways in which fever can actually be good. The first is that it tells us if there's an infection. And the pattern of the fever actually can give us clues to the type of infection that the person has. The second way in which fever can be good is that it slows us down, so our bodies can focus on fighting the infection while we lie pathetically in bed. The third benefit of fever is that many infectious organisms actually don't grow as well when the temperature is raised. And finally, the fourth benefit of fever is that evidence shows that the immune system actually works better when the person's temperature is a little bit higher. Pretty cool. So what about all this that we hear about fever being harmful? You know, things like it causes brain damage. Well, the fact that it causes brain damage is actually a myth, and truthfully, in my opinion, that creates an unhealthy fear about fever. Only brains that are already damaged, no rude comments, please, or brains that are overheated from the outside with things like heat stroke are really at risk of being damaged. A person with a fever accompanying infection will not get brain damage, no matter how high the temperature. But does that mean you should never worry about a fever? No, fevers are a clue that may tell us that a person has a dangerous infection. The fever itself is not harmful, but the infection that causes it could be. So when's it okay to worry about a fever? Well, I think the most important case is a child under four months of age. An infant under four months of age should always cause concern, and the baby should be seen immediately. Young infants can have serious infections with the only sign being fever. Only the trained eye can really determine whether or not to worry, and infants under two months of age are often hospitalized with fever being the only thing that they've got, just to be on the safe side. And everyone else, the symptoms that accompany the fever have to be taken into account when deciding when to worry. A fever and a stiff neck, for example, can mean meningitis. A fever with a cough and difficulty breathing can mean pneumonia. In all of these cases, fever is just part of the puzzle pointing to the underlying disease. Finally, a fever that lasts over a week can be the sign of something more serious. Most fevers lasting this long aren't that serious, but it should prompt you to go see the doctor if you have a fever over a week. So, how should you treat a fever? When I was being trained to be a pediatrician, I often gave this fever is your friend lecture, encouraging parents not to treat their children's fever. It's not necessary. Fever's not harmful, right? Well, then I had children and saw just how awful they looked when they had a fever. It's really hard for a parent, even if that parent's a pediatrician, to stand by with a child looking that bad and doing nothing. And this highlights the main reason to treat a fever, which is comfort. People feel lousy when they have a fever, and treating it makes them feel better. Even though fever does have its benefits, those benefits aren't that big, and treating fever with acetaminophen and ibuprofen is really perfectly acceptable. There's no medical benefit to the person if you treat the fever, but it's certainly okay to want to feel better. An exception to this is a child under four months of age. 
they should be evaluated first before treating the fever. So this moves us to my quick and dirty tips about fever. Tip number one, don't freak out. Yes, fever makes you feel lousy, but it doesn't need to be treated. You don't need to run to the doctor right away. And in general, it won't hurt you. Tip number two, know when to worry. Fever in children under four months of age, fever along with other serious symptoms, and fever lasting over a week are all reasons to seek medical attention. Tip number three, know how to take a temperature. Even though they object strenuously, infants should always have their temperatures taken rectally. That's because this is the only time when really knowing the exact temperature is crucial. All others can be taken in however it's most convenient. Our office uses oral temperatures except for infants. Tip number four, report temperature properly. I have people adding and subtracting degrees and it just gets everybody confused. Don't do that. Just report the temperature and how you took it. I'd gotten temperature under the arm and it was 99. That's all I need to know. Tip number five, know how to treat fever. Using acetaminophen and ibuprofen is generally safe and effective. I don't advocate using warm baths as they could induce shivering, which actually raises the temperature. Tip number six, trust your instincts. You still can be sick without a fever. If you're worried that you or your child may be seriously ill, get seen immediately, even if there is no fever. Well, that's it for today's podcast. If you have questions you want me to answer, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can find me on Twitter at housecalldoc and visit my Facebook page under housecalldoctor. That's it for today's podcast. Don't forget to visit my sponsor, GoToMeeting. Go to gotomeeting.com and use promo code PODCAST to get your free 45-day trial. And don't forget to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.